When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday, June 28th. Do you know what day it is? It's today in Sports Betting. Hello and welcome to the pod. A midweek day of all baseball. And as always, I'm your host, Doug Reed, and you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. Please send me any comments, thoughts, or questions you have. And if you don't mind, please rate and review the show. It helps me out. helps our crew here at Sports Ethos out. And as always, if you haven't checked out our website yet, go to sportsethos.com. A lot of information there on every sport, whether you're into wagering, whether you're into fancy sports or DFS, a ton of information. Podcasts, articles. Uh, Our NFL Fantasy Draft Guide is out now. Great. Fantastic piece. A lot of reasonable price packages and a lot of free information, so check us out. I know you'll find something of value. Before we get into the games, on this day in history, a few birthdays. John Elway uh, of Denver Broncos fame turns 63. Bobby Hurley of Duke fame, but also current head coach of Arizona State, uh, men's college basketball team turns 52 of uh, the Hurley family, which has roots in high school basketball in Jersey and obviously NCAA at uh, his brother at UConn right now and him at Arizona State. On this date, <clears throat> actual events in 2000, Kenyon Martin was drafted number one overall by the New Jersey Nets. I'm not going to say that was a bust, but wasn't probably their greatest pick ever. Had a decent career, but nothing fantastic. Five years later, Andrew Bogan was drafted number one overall to Utah. He definitely, well, you know what? He wasn't an NBA bust either. Had a decent career, but um, definitely not. Neither of those guys were number one overall kind of picks. The biggest bust, though, 2006, my Toronto Raptors on this date drafted Andrea Bargnani. And he was for sure a bust. Played a number of years here. Went to the Knicks. I think that's where he ended his career. Never really amounted to what they thought he was going to be for, I think, a 7-1 center. Uh, never really brought his game to the NBA. And the next year, 2007, he may have been an even bigger bust. Greg Oden, out of the Ohio State uh, program in college basketball, was drafted number one overall to Portland, and he barely played at all. In 2012, Anthony Davis was number one overall to New Orleans. Definitely not a bust. Definitely a great player. Not sure he's Hall of Fame bound. He's not even close to like the Hall of Fame bound. Great player. Uh, he's got some shortcomings and injured all the time, but definitely a legitimate star in the NBA right now with the Lakers and LeBron. So some interesting draft picks, most of which on this date have not been that great, other than Anthony Davis. Uh, but a little walk down memory lane. On to the diamond, and we start with an early game, 12-20 in the east in Atlanta. We have the 
Twins in town to face the Braves. You can get the home Braves at minus 155 in the money line. The road uh, Twins at plus 135. Total here is 10. Juiced minus 110 on both sides. I think that's due to the pitching matchup. The Twins and righty Kenta Maeda, who's been hurt most year, one game back recently, pitched well the other um, about a week ago in his first start and five days ago. Just 21 innings, 6.86 ERA, 1.48 whip. Not really sure I can back him against Atlanta, who does very well against righties. And the flip side of that is Kobe Allard making his season debut and his Braves debut, actually. Good prospect coming off for Texas, but struggled mightily with the Rangers and has not lived up to his billing at all. So not really sure I'm on either side here. Can't back the Braves at minus 155. Uh, plus 125 in the run line. I'm seeing money coming in on that. 79% of the bets, 89% or 98% of the money on the Braves run line. I don't know. Not really sure I can uh, back a lard here. But the reason is, against lefties, Minnesota is brutal. There's Their triple slash line, 216 batting average, 27th in the league. 291 uh, on base percentage, 29th in the league. 374 slugging percentage, 27th in the league. Brutal against lefties. And a WRC plus of 86 against lefties, which is 28th in the league. Flip that around. The Braves crush righties. 270, 262 batting average, seventh best. 336 on base, second best. 472, the best slugging percentage. And the third best WRC plus at plus, plus 113. So I like the Braves. Don't like him at minus 155. Maybe on the run line at plus 125. Uh, although Maeda did look good in his first game back, don't really trust what he can do. So if anything, I would look to the Braves' run line. Not on this game yet. Not really sure I'm going to be on it either. Next game, 4-10 in the East. We have the Washington Nationals in Seattle. Uh, for an early game, obviously, in the West Coast against the Mariners. And you get the home M's at minus 250 in the money line. The road Nats at plus 210. Total here is 8.5, just to the over at minus 115. And, sorry, total is 8. I actually got the uh, under 8.5 earlier on DraftKings at minus 115. So if you can get 8.5, uh, shop around for that. Uh, I don't necessarily eight, but I like it at 8.5. And, and on the hill for Washington is Patrick Corbin. 90, uh, 89 two-thirds innings, 5.32 ERA. 1.61 whip has had a good year in his standards for the last couple, but really not pitching that well. 6.42 expected ERA, so over a run worse than his actual ERA, and a 5.17 FIP, so a little bit better than his ERA. Um, but I'm actually waiting for him to regress a little because he's had a good year, but he's, I mean, he's been hit hard lately, so I don't really think he's up to standards, but I think he can keep. Um, Seattle's bats in check, and we'll get to that in a second. But Logan Gilbert on the flip side uh, for Seattle, the righty, 86 in the third, and it's 4.07 ERA, 89 strikeouts, 1.02 whip. And he has actually underperformed his peripherals. So 3.54 expected ERA. So what's that, about a 0.6 um, better than what his actual ERA shows, and a 3.64 FIP. So he's been the victim of bad, some bad luck. Not crazy bad luck, but some bad luck. But why I like this game under. So against righties, Washington has a 252 
batting average, 12th overall, but a 307 slugging, 24th, and a 380, sorry, 307 on base, 24th overall, and a 380 slugging, 24th overall, and a WRC plus of 87, 26th overall. So they are not, they're, they're hitting a little, getting, getting a decent average, but they're not getting on base. There's no slugging, and the WRC plus is brutal against righties. On the not a good lefty, but Washington struck lefties, 243 batting average, which is 19th. Uh, so not great, but well, roughly bottom third. 306 on base, 24th. 395 slugging, 21st. They do have a 99 uh, WRC plus, which is 20th. But basically bottom third of the league against lefties. So I don't think a lot of runs are going to be scored. I think Gilbert's a good pitcher. Uh, he's been hit hard in a couple games, but generally he's had a good year. So I think he can limit the Nats. And Corbin is obviously not a good pitcher, but I don't think Minnesota, um, uh, Seattle's bats can get to him. They've kind of struggled all year. Julio Rodriguez has woken up lately, but they just don't have the depth in that order to score a lot of runs. I don't think so. I'm on the under 8.5. If he can get that at 8.5, uh, I would try and jump on it, sh- uh, shop around. If you get it at 8, uh, I'm not really sure I want to be there, but 8.5 is a number I definitely look at. Get the quick Get back, hit the rest of the diamond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. The next game is in Toronto, 708 and East, where the Jays host the Giants. Nothing up on DraftKings right now. We'll to look at FanDuel. The Jays come in minus 122 in the money line. The Road Giants plus 104. Giants won 3-0 tonight, beating Kevin Gosman, which is no easy feat. Uh, although they scored two runs in the ninth, kind of put it over the top, which definitely helped. Totally was 8.5, juice to the under at minus 115. I actually think this is a pretty good pitcher's duel, and I might kind of look to the under. Webb comes in 105 in the third innings, 3.16 ERA, 1.10 whip. And when you look a little deeper, 3.64 expected ERA and 3.64 FIP. So maybe outperformed a little, but not that much. And on the flip side, well, I have Bassett going, but I also see Trevor Richards lined up. I think it's a um, Bassett is probably going to start. Uh, when we look at his numbers, sorry, yeah, 4.32 ERA for Bassett, 4.61 uh, expected, and 5.0 for FIP. So, outperformed a little, and he has struggled lately. Uh, sorry, when I dig a little deeper, he also has a, uh, no, that's Logan Webb. Uh, Basketball is in with a 1.206 whip and a 4.32 ERA. But he has been hit hard lately. Last game against Oakland, although Oakland was hot. Uh, five innings. Oakland hot. Kind of a strange term when you, when you think of that. But five innings against Oakland, five hits, four earned runs. Prior to that, at Texas, uh, three and two thirds, seven hits, Three earned runs. Prior to that, at Baltimore, three hits, uh, three innings, eleven hits, eight earned runs. Uh, 
couple good games before that. So his June has been up and down, and you know, five of his last six of his last seven outings haven't been great. Started out really cold, pitched really well, and then kind of rebounded. And Logan Webb has pitched well all season long. So I would lean pitching matchup. I would lean towards Webb, but I just like the Jays' bats, especially at home. Not going to lay 122. Um, probably stay away from me. Uh, plus 104 on the Giants' money line is probably not a bad price because Webb's been pitching well and Bassett has been a question mark. And the Giants' bats have been quite good as well. So if anything, maybe, I re- retract what I said earlier, maybe lean towards the Giants at plus 104. But in general, pretty much a stay away game for me. Because uh, I don't really know that I trust the Giants' bats, and I do trust the Jays' bats too. Although they've been above, above average, but not great, which is what everybody expected this year. Uh, but if anything, I, th- I guess I, I kind of uh, I lean towards the Giants if you can get plus money ish on the money line is probably. We have the Pirates hosting the Padres 7-5 in the East. You can get the Road Padres minus 165 in the money line. The Home Pirates plus 140. Total here is 8.5. Juicy under at minus 115. If anything, I would definitely lean to the under. I think this is a very good pitcher's matchup. On the bump for the Padres, you have Blake Snell, the lefty. 81 innings, 3.22 ERA. 104 strikeouts and a 1.23 whip. Now, Snell struggled out of the gate for sure, uh, and that's why his underlying numbers look a little worse. Uh, 4.16, 3.86 whip, but he has been dominant lately. His last, he hasn't, he's given up one run or less in six straight outings. His last outing at San Fran, six innings, three hits. No earned runs, no walks, 11 strikeouts. Prior to that, against, uh, at home against Tampa, six innings, two hits, three walks, 12 strikeouts. At Colorado, seven innings, three hits, one earned run, no walks, 12 strikeouts. Prior to that, at home against Chicago, six innings, two hits, no earned runs, three walks, eight strikeouts. At Miami, before that, six innings, three hits, three walks, seven strikeouts. At Washington, before that, five innings, Four hits, one run, four walks, six strikeouts. So in his last six games, he has struck out uh, six, seven, eight, 12, 12, and 11. And I'm actually on the Blake Snell over six and a half Ks prop. Or bet. Uh, it's not up yet in DraftKings or FanDuel, so shop around. But minus 140 is a lot of juice I don't usually like to lay. But the Pirates definitely strike out a lot. They are not uh, top of the pack. 16th overall case per game. But the way Snell's been going and the way the Pirates have been going lately, they've definitely been struggling. So I like Snell. I like the over uh, 6.5 Ks, and that's what I want. Mitch Keller on the other side for the Pirates. 99 innings, 3.45 ERA, 1.11 whip. Uh, 3.26 expect the ERA and 3.27 FIP. So actually, uh, maybe some positive regression there. He's kind of been up and down all year long. I like San Diego to win, not going to lay 165. The, the, the run line is an even plus 100. So I'd chop around for that. If this gets up to minus, or pardon me, if this gets up to plus 110, plus 115, I think I'd actually be on the Padres. 
the Pirates have been brutal lately, although they beat the Padres tonight. Uh, they've been brutal lately. And I just like the Padres' bats better than Pittsburgh bats. I like Snell the way he's going better than Keller. And I'm not sure I like the Padres better. Yes. So I like Padres to win. Not going to lay 165. Plus 105, plus 110, plus 115. I would look at that. I'm not sure it's going to get there. So I'm going to go over 6.5 Ks. Just a little higher than I like. Uh, but the way he's been going lately, I think he can get to 7 Ks tomorrow. The next game, 7-5 in the East. Don't really have a feel for this one. The Orioles are hosting the Reds, continue their series there. Uh, with the homos mi- minus 165 in the money line, the Reds mm, plus 140. Total here is 9.5. Juicy under at minus 115, although I do see most of the money coming in the over, but that probably came in when it was at 9. 69% of the bets, 95% of the money on the over. Um, but open at 9, up to 9.5. So stay away from me. And really because of the pitchers, Luke Weaver, the righty starts with Cincinnati, 60.1 innings, 6.86 ERA, uh, 1.59 whip. When you're average, when you're allowing 1.6 batters per inning to get on base, you're not going to have a lot of success. Now, his expected ERA, 5.37, is what's that, 1.3 runs less than his actual ERA, but that's still brutal. 5.52 FIP is a bad number. Kyle Gibson, on the other hand, comes in 92 innings, 4.3 ERA, just 6.9 strikeouts, not missing enough bats, 1.34 whip, which is not impressive either. And he's due for some negative regression, 4.93 expected ERA, but a 3.94 FIP. So, a bit of a wash in those stats. I like Gibson over Weaver. Weaver, Weaver struggled. Um, I like the, the Baltimore bats, although since been very hot lately. That's why I can't really get a nine-and-a-half total under just a 15. But like I said, most money seems to be coming in on the over, but probably when it was at nine. So I think this game is a stay away for me. I like Baltimore. The run line for Baltimore is plus 120. I don't really know there's value there. Not really sure that I want to back either pitcher in Baltimore, hitter, uh, pitcher's park, maybe back the O's, maybe back Gibson. If anything, I lean to the run line, but kind of a safe for me because I just don't have a feel for this game, really. Next game, 7-10 in the East, and I don't have a line in this game. Braxton, uh, Miami Marlins are in Boston to face the Red Sox. For Miami, the lefty Braxton Garrett has been doing quite well this year. 76 and two-thirds innings, 3.64 ERA, 1.15 whip. Caleb, Caleb Ort, the young righty, is up for Boston, 18 and two-thirds, 5.79 ERA, 1.55 whip. Uh, I don't really have a – well, I don't have a line here, so I'm not really sure which way to go. I still got to assume the Red Sox are going to come in minus 120, minus 130 favorite just because they're at home, much better bats. And if you can get them – Minus 110, minus 115, I'd be on the Sox. And not really sure what the total would be. It's in Boston, probably an eight and a half with a young pitcher like Ort and Unknown. But Miami's lineup does not scare anybody. So I would definitely, if you can get it, the Sox at a reasonable price, I would look towards them. And that's about it. Don't know what the number's going to come out of total. So uh, stay away from me in general. Next game in New York where the Mets host the Brewers, 7-10 in the East. 
You get the home Mets at minus 140, the Road Brewers at plus 120 on DraftKings, plus 124 on FanDuel, whereas that is where I actually grabbed them. Totally, it was 8.5, juicy over at minus 115, and not going to be on that number. For the Brewers, you get lefty Wade Miley, 52 and two-thirds, 2.91 ERA, 1.03 whip. And has looked good in his two games back from the injured list. Uh, he comes in with a 2.91 ERA, but a 4.48 expected ERA and a 4.31 fifth. So you look at that, some negative regression due. Um, but he was injured in his last few outings in late May. And in two outings in June, granted, he was against Pittsburgh and Cleveland, so not exactly two uh, juggernauts on offense. But the Mets aren't hitting all that well either. In his two outings recently, 11 innings, just five hits, no earned runs, two walks, and seven strikeouts. So uh, he's pitched well, weaker offense, but the Mets are not, as I said, exactly a juggernaut either. And Kodai Senga, very inconsistent, 76 and two-thirds innings, 3.52 ERA, impressive 93 strikeouts, but a 1.34 whip. And so far on the year, his expected ERA should be 3.91, so outperforming that, and a 4.13 fifth, definitely outperforming that. So um, I don't love the Brewers' bats, but I really don't like him against lefties. And Senga is a righty. And I just think at plus 120 in the money line, just a little too much value there. And Miles has been pitching well. So if he can keep the Mets bats in check, I'm going to be on the Brewers on the money line. 745 in the East, we go to St. Louis where the Cards host the Houston Astros. You get the home Cards minus 120 on the money line. The Road Strohs plus 100. Total here's 8.5, juiced to the under at minus 120. Christian Javier, the righty starts for Houston, 83 innings, 3.25 ERA, 1.12 whip. And Miles Michaelis goes for the Redbirds, 93 and two-thirds innings, 4.23 ERA, just 66 strikeouts and a 1.36 whip. If anything, excuse me, if anything, I like the, the Strohs here. I know I took Houston tonight and I lost here, but Javier's been pitching well. He's had a few blow-ups, uh, um, during the year, but in general, his, num- his numbers are pretty good. 1.12 whip, 77 strikeouts and 83 innings, so just under a strikeout per inning. And uh, Miles Mikolas has been unpredictable at best. So not on this game, but at plus money, I think I lean to the Strohs. Um, so stay away from me, even the number 8.5 over. I'm not sure that either of these offenses are really clicking to put up a lot of runs. So I'm not going to touch that one. But in general, if this gets up to my uh, plus 110, plus 115 for the Astros, I would look towards that. Don't think it will, but that's kind of my lean. 805 and East is the next game, and we have Detroit and Texas to continue their series. Rangers won 8-3 tonight. The home Rangers minus 215 in the money line. The road Tigers plus 185. The number is 9.5, juice to the under. I'd actually think I would lean to the under here. I'm not really sure te- uh, Detroit can put any runs on the board. And Texas can put up some, but not sure they're going to get six or seven. Reason being, for the Tigers, lefty Joey Wentz starts one and eight on the year. Not a good record, Joey. 67 innings, 6.72 ERA, 1.58 whip with a 
expected ERA of 5.47, so well overrun less, but that's still a bad expected ERA and a FIP of 5.46, so still bad numbers. Dunning, on the other hand, 6-1, 71 and two-thirds innings, 2.76 ERA, 1.17 whip, but only 41 strikeouts, so not missing many bats, and he is due for some negative regression. 2.76 ERA, but a 5.09 expected ERA and a 3.93 FIP. So not quite as bad as expected ERA, but due for some regression on the FIP side. The problem is, or the fact is, uh, he's facing Detroit, so I'm not really too worried about how they're going to uh, hit him. And Texas is facing a lefty. Against the lefties, 294 batting average, third best in baseball, 366 on base, the best. 433 slugging, third best, and WRC plus against lefties, second best. The problem is minus 215 on the money line for Texas. Can't back that. Minus 115 in the run line. That's a tough one, too. If this gets any better on the run line, maybe, but I think it's a stay away for me. You know, you get the Tigers at plus 185, not touching that. Uh, if I can get the run line closer to even money, I would maybe look towards that, but probably not going to be on it. Next game in Chicago, and we have uh, for the Cubs, we have the typical win fa- wind factor. Right now, I get the Phillies minus 120 on the money line, the home Cubbies plus 100. Aaron Nola, the righty, goes for Philly. 100.2 innings pitched, 4.38 area, 1.07 whip, 98 strikeouts. Drew Smiley, the lefty, goes for the Cubbies, 82 and two thirds innings, 3.33. Eight ERA, sorry, 3.38 ERA, and a 1.22 whip. Now, uh, I like the Phillies in this game, but without the wind uh, metric yet, not really sure which way this is going to go. And I just think they're going to be able to hit uh, Smiley a little more. He's been very inconsistent this year, so don't really want to back him. And just trying to pull up what the Phillies have been doing against lefties. They've been decent. Kind of league average against lefties. And I think they have deeper bats. Uh, I'm not a huge proponent of the Cubs. But until I see where the wind's going, can't touch a number, which is not out yet. The wind's blowing out. It's probably going to be 8.5. The wind's blowing in. We're probably going to look at 7.5, maybe 8. But if anything, lean to the Phillies at minus 120 on the money line behind NOLA. The next game up, I don't have a line on either. 8-10 in the East. The Cleveland Guardians are in Kansas City to face the Royals. And the reason is Austin Cox, the lefty for Colorado, or pardon me, for Colorado, for Kansas City, is going 12 and a third innings, 13 strikeouts, .49 whip. Uh, I'm guessing this may be uh, an opener kind of situation. And Logan Allen goes for Cleveland, also a lefty, 58 and a third innings, 3.68 ERA, 1.45 whip. Been hot and cold up and down this year. And if anything, actually, now that I look at DraftKings, I see a line. Uh, Cleveland minus 130, KC plus 110. Total here is nine. Uh, you can get the Guardians at plus 125. I think I actually backed the Guardians on the run line at plus 125. They're on the roads. So they're going to get the full line of bats. Uh, Austin Cox is, as I said, probably an opener. And I just can't back the Kansas City bats. They've been struggling against everybody. Uh, a little better against lefties, but kind of marginally better. Still bottom third. And I think Logan Allen can keep them in check. So if anything, I would take the uh, Casey 
run line here. Sorry, not the KC. What are we doing here? Uh, the Cleveland run line at plus 125, just because of the uh, – it's a healthy number there. I don't really love the Cleveland bats. Don't take them on a run line a whole lot, but I think they can get to Cle- uh, KC. Austin Cox, if he goes one, two, three innings, and their bullpen by that is not very strong. So I would lean that. Not on it yet, but I'm going to watch that number, and I would lean towards the Guardians run line. I haven't said that very many times this year. Now, this game I don't see a number on uh, 840 East at Coors Field in Colorado. The Rockies host the Dodgers. For the Dodgers, righty Michael Groves on the hill, 32 innings, 7.59 ERA, 1.53 whip, 31 strikeouts in 32 innings, but giving up a runner and a half is not a good recipe, especially in Colorado. Kyle Frillin, the lefty for Colorado, 85 and a third innings, 4.54 ERA, 1.39 whip, 80, uh, just 53 strikeouts. Not really going to give much an angle here. I got to assume the Dodgers come in minus 170, minus 180. They're just better team, better hitting team, better bullpen. Grove and Freeland's a bit of a wash. I actually lean towards Freeland. And but in Colorado, who knows? The, you know the number is probably going to be eleven and a half and twelve or twelve. So uh, can't really give you much of a feel for that uh, run line. It'd be interesting to see what the run line is. If you can get a plus money Dodgers run line and a game, a lot of runs going to be scored. Where I like the Dodgers bats a lot better, maybe. But it would have to be like plus one fifteen, plus one twenty. Uh, other than that, not really going to touch that game. Next game, we head to L.A. for the Angels, who are hosting the Chicago White Sox. You get the home Angels minus 120 on the money line. The Road Sox plus 108.5 here is the total. And I actually got it, uh, sorry, on FanDuel, uh, on DraftKings 8.5. I actually got it on FanDuel just recently, under 9 at minus 115. Uh, I think both pitchers, well, both pitchers, I think, are doing well lately. And they both have the ability to limit other teams. So Lucas Giolito on the hill for Chicago. Not a great year, but it's been doing all right lately. 92 and a third innings, 3.41 ERA, 99 strikeouts. Very impressive. And a 1.2 whip. When I look at his numbers, maybe some negative regression due. 4.27 ERA and a 4.2 whip. But he has been very inconsistent. When he's on, he's on. I think he can limit the uh, A's bats or the the Angels bats. And if he's off, yeah, he's going to give up four or five runs. So it's more to me an angle that um, I think he can. I think he can limit uh, LA. And as long as he limits his walks, which when he walks more guys gives us some hard contact, a few home runs, he has a problem. But LA strikes out a fair bit, ninety nine strikeouts. He should be able to limit some uh, base runners there. I hope. For the Angels, Jamie Jaime Berea on the hill, 46 in the third innings, 2.14 ERA, 1.06 with 40 strikeouts, having a good year. And his peripherals say a little regression is due, 3.69 expected ERA and a 3.7 FIP. So he's definitely been outperforming that 2.14 ERA. But I'm not really sure... Chicago's bats are going to light him up. So I just think it's a good pitcher's duel at night in L.A. Not a good pitcher's duel. Two decent pitchers in L.A. Uh, at night. Runs could be a premium. I got it at nine. I wouldn't take it anything under eight and a half on DraftKings right now. 
not touching that. Uh, but a nine on FanDuel. If you can get it a nine, definitely look towards that. Uh, the next game is in Arizona, where the Diamondbacks face the Tampa Rays. You can get the home back D-backs at plus 130 in the money line. And the road Rays at minus 150. Total here is nine. Juicy over at minus 115. Not really sure which way to go. I don't really like either of, those, either of these pitchers for Tampa. Zach Eflin, the righty, 9-3. 83 in the third innings, 3.35 ERA, 1.03 whip. 84 strikeouts, but it's struggled a little lately, so I don't have a lot of confidence in him, especially against the hot Diamondbacks lineup. Flip side, Zach Davies, I have even less confidence in him. Just 35 and two-thirds, 7.82 ERA, 1.82 whip. So the Rays come in minus 150 on the money line, the home D-backs plus 130. Uh, like I said, total here is nine, juice to the over at minus 115. Probably more value on the Diamondbacks at plus 130. But Eflin, Tampa's big uh, free agent signing, had a great start, struggled a little in early June, seems to ride the ship lately. I probably like Tampa to win here, but not at minus 150. Not against, not not the way Arizona's been playing and with their hot bats. When I look at the, where the money's coming in, uh, it's pretty much coming in on the over nine, 67% of the bets, 97% of the money. Um, but I don't really know. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Two good offenses for sure. But if Eflin shows up, he's able to limit uh, Arizona. This number does not get the nine. So going to stay away from that, just like the last game of the night. These are two teams I just don't want to bet lately. Um, for most of the year, actually, but it's definitely uh, lately. Last game, 940 in the East. The Yankees are in Oakland to play the Athletics. The Yankees come in minus 155 in the money line. The Athletics plus 135. Total here is eight. Just the under at minus 115. And actually, money coming in on the over, 64% of the bets, 93% of the money. And I think that's where I'd go. A uh, little reverse line movement, though, because it's only minus 105. So money's come, uh, on the over. So money's definitely coming in on the under. When I look at the matchup, Domingo Herman goes for the Yankees, 72 and a third innings, 5.10 a 1.18 whip. JP Sears, the lefty, goes for Oakland, 83 and a third innings, 4.1 ERA and a 1.03 whip. And I just don't like either lineup right now. With Judge out for the Yankees, they've struggled. Yeah, their slugging has been decent, but um, they've definitely struggled. And Sears has pitched. Well, he's got a 1.03 area and a 4.1, uh, sorry, 1.03 whip and a 4.10 ERA for Oakland. Um, but I just can't back Oakland to beat the Yankees. So, and I don't want to lay 155 uh, with the Yanks. Maybe the Yankees run line at plus 120. There might be some value there because I think they're a better team. If uh, Domingo Herman can have a good game, he's definitely going to be able to shut down Oakland. So, if anything, back, back to Yankees run line at plus 130, but not really sure I can even get to that uh, between these teams. So, not a lot of plays for me, which has kind of been the trend the last week. Uh, I do like Washington and Seattle, if you can get it under 8.5. Uh, I do like San Diego and Pitt. I like the Blake Snell over 6.5 Ks. Juice down to minus 140, so a steep price, but I just like the way he's been pitching. Uh, Milwaukee and the Mets. I like Milwaukee. 
uh, with Wade Miley on the hill at plus 124. And then the White Sox and Angels, I'm on the under nine at uh, minus 115. So not a ton of plays, three plays, one prop. Hopefully you like some angles. Hopefully something clicks for you. Hopefully you can make some money. Hopefully we can all make some money. And hopefully we're going to have a great day in sports betting. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.